Okay, so welcome to Nonsense Natter with myself and my co-host, Michael Morrison. Mike, how are we today? Yeah, not bad, not bad. It's a Friday. Fridays are always good. Best day of the week, in my opinion. Job done. Beer in hand. Ready to go. Decent. So what we're doing is obviously we're starting this podcast just to talk about pointless conversations and talk about utter nonsense. So just to start it off, Mike, how's your week actually been? As good as it can be when we ain't allowed to do anything. Um, people ask me throughout the week, like, oh, are you looking forward to the weekend? What are you going to do? What can you do? Like, you just try and find watch things, don't you? Like, you know, what's on the watch list before it gets to Monday again? Nothing at a minute. But <laughs> we've got the F1 back this weekend, haven't we? We've got the F1 back this weekend. So that's the job done for Sunday and probably Saturday for the qualifying. But we're there at least. Do you know what, mate? It's, I think I think I'm starting like starting to see the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. If I'm totally honest, I think I think this this lockdown has been horrendous. If I'm totally honest, but I'm thinking Monday five aside. You know what I mean? We're allowed back out of football. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I've I think I've actually completed Netflix now. <laughs> to be fair, like Netflix is one of them. You look through and like, the amount of evenings I've wasted. With Marvel Us, and we're looking through, and we're just like, "Should we find a film?" Yeah, okay, cool. Let, let's see what's on Netflix. And then half an hour later, we're still scrolling through the categories, and it's like, and then you just end up with a film, and then, you, <laughs> and then you just end up watching Finding Nemo. Yeah, exactly. What did we watch the other night? It was oh, it was dreadful. We actually got to the point where we started trying to deliberately find the worst animated film we could on Netflix. But like, genuinely, we started watching. Oh, what did we watch? We watched that. Um, the Bigfoot one, that like, Bigfoot family, whatever it was called. Oh, whatever. the one with, um, I think it was Brad Pitt as the voice actor or something, wasn't it? Oh, it was, like, it was trending. Oh, meet, was, it, um, was it Meet the meet the Croods or something like that? No, 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 no. It was definitely Bigfoot something. It was like, it was family Bigfoot. Like, and his, his dad was Bigfoot, basically, and this kid had to go in. Like, oh, I would never have guessed. <laughs> I know, you wouldn't, would you? Like, <laughs> give it away in the film title. But, oh, mate, it was shocking. And we're watching it and we're like, you know, it's just like I'm wasting my life here. Do you know what, mate? Like we, to, be, uh, to be to be honest with you, have you actually found anything decent, like series wise or anything? Well, while lockdown, have you have you found any like golden nuggets? That's not what we've watched. We like obviously Wonder Vision was quite decent, but I didn't like, obviously I watched that with you. Watched that with some of the other lads we were mates with, and obviously that was that was the only thing that I've really found over lo- like this lockdown anyway. That's been like. When's the next episode coming out, or when can I watch the next one? Other than that, a bit of drive to survive. That's ticking me over. Season three of that out, so I've been enjoying a bit of that. Especially watching Pierre Gasly go and win a race. That was that was decent. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's kind of been yeah, just scroll through and nothing jumps out. Bit dry, yeah. Fair. I've um, I can't remember what me and me and Hannah have actually been watching. Do you know what? To be honest with me, uh, we started New Girl. What I'm not proud to say. Um, and to be totally honest with you, mate, um, I'm quite thrilled because I know you hate garbage TV, but the last series of Keeping Up with the Kardashians has just started. So, oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> so, so whatever makes you happy. So, but no, what, what, uh, we we're still trying to get through the Crown. We've got to the third series of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, first two series were really good. I think I'm, I'm struggling with the with the transition, if I'm honest. But uh, yeah, just. Waiting for waiting for new series now, man. I think it's dried up. Hope, I'm, I'm missing I'm missing um, 
I'm missing cinemas, if I'm honest. Yeah, just get out there. Like, I can't... I remember, and I'm not even ashamed to say, going to see 1917, like, twice in the week it came out. <laughs> you know, I think it was January before it went into lockdown. I didn't even care that, like, nobody was up to going out. I think you were busy. I think everyone else was working. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go down on a Sunday night and just sit there and watch this film. And I miss it. I miss just being able to go out and be like, oh, I'm going to go and do something. Do you know what, mate? I still actually haven't watched it. What? I still haven't watched 1917. Oh, it's so good. It's, you, you can't go wrong. It's, it's just amazing. In every way, just the, the, the prep shot. But, uh, it's, yeah. Do you know what, I, I do need to get round to it. Guess what I actually watched for the first time uh, yesterday? Go on. I actually finally got round to watching Joker. I still haven't seen it. That's that's like that's my 1917. Is it? Is it as good as everyone says it is? Do you know what? Um, I'll be honest. For the first like half an hour, I thought, oh, this is a bit slow. It's a bit dry, and I obviously knew it wasn't going to be you know action packed and a bit and crazy, but. Mm. Do you know what? The character building in the film is honestly unbelievable. Like, it's so good. It's so good. And then you see, like, how he got his body transformed and stuff like that. Like, Joaquin Felix, like, unbelievable. Like, he deserved all the praise. But I, I don't think it's a 10 out of 10 as much as people said it was, if I'm honest. I, I, think, I think it's a very good film. But would I give it a 10 out of 10? Absolutely bloody not. I mean, I can't tell you something about 1917. Definite 10 out of 10. Go and watch it. The thing I like about it as well, it's got like appearances in it from Benedict Cumberbatch and, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, well, Colin Firth. And like, there's just, like, there's named actors in it, but they don't like, appear in the main roles. They're just kind of like there in the background. But the two main characters are just, they were kind of like cast meant to be like, um, unheard of actors, really. And just going, like, this is your chance to go and grab it. And you're like two actors that people haven't heard of just tell the story. So people aren't like distracted by the fact it's named actor in them. Yeah. So it's different, isn't it? Because like Joker, obviously, you've got Wacky and Phoenix, he carries it. But. Do you know what, mate? <laughs> Talking about main roles and going to grab it, this is a great switcheroo on a conversation. Did you watch the England game yesterday? Yeah, talking about going and grabbing it. My boy James Ward-Prowse going and banging his first goal in for England. Congratulations to James Ward-Prowse. Yeah. Um, and with his left peg as well, which was a bit of a rarity, a bit of a collector's item for JWP. It is always impressive when you score past a couple of plumbers and plasterers, to be fair. <laughs> and you take it, whatever level you start. Ricky Lambert, when he made his debut for England, I mean, his head was against Scotland, and let's be honest, they're not much better than San Marino. If any of the uh, listeners or, or viewers can guess, Michael is definitely a Southampton fan. Um, yeah, rough times, man. You, you have to celebrate the little things when you can as a Saints fan. It's kind of like enjoy the highs when they come because there'll be a lot of lows and you just have to make your way through them and stay loyal in the meantime and believe that there'll be a little bit of a good time around the corner. So, why well, not? We'll enjoy it. We'll be pleased for him. I mean, to be fair, as far as an Arsenal fan here, I'm going to out you absolutely on that one straight away. But Arsenal? It's been a quiet couple of years, has it? Who are they? Arsenal. Uh, no, I'm. Uh, I support. I support Cholton, mate. Lifelong fan. To be fair, whilst we're on that, how many, how many Arsenal players started for England last night? Um. Um. Do you know what, mate? I think you're actually uh, breaking up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to be honest, though, mate. Um. Yeah. So talk. Talk. Talking about England, obviously. Going to the Euros, is it, is it, is it coming home, mate? That's, the, that's what everyone wants to know. 
right? You're the Mr. You're the Mr. Statson, you know. Is it coming home? <sighs> is it? I mean, there's there's a lot of strong teams out there. There's, I think I think it depends if we're going to do that tried and tested, play the names that play for big clubs and probably make it to a quarter final or a semi if we're lucky. Or do we go with those players that are banging form? You've got players in their positions at the minute that are best players in the world all over the park. You've got, you know, James Ward-Prowse shamelessly here, but probably the best set, set piece taker on the planet at the minute. That is rogue. His conversion rate, I think if you couple him up with Jack Grealish in a role further forward, Jack Grealish has been fouled, what, 90-odd more times than any other player in the league this season. If he gets fouled two, three, four times a game around the box and you've got Jimmy Ward-Prowse there to bang a free kick in, he's going to score one out of four. He, he, he just will. He's that good. He's got that much talent. I mean, Harry Kane, no admit, he looks different class this season, doesn't he? he? He should be leading that line, captain in the side and leading... You know, leading us certainly into well into the knockout stages. Yeah. I've always been a fan of Jordan Henderson. I know you don't share this opinion, but Jordan Henderson, what a player in the middle of the park. No, do you know City, what, mate? Do you know what, mate? what a partnership there. Do you know what, mate? I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of gonna I'm gonna tie Henderson into like a movie here for all my geek lovers and film fanatics. I think Hendo is just Captain America. Like realistically, when you look at it. You don't love Captain America. Like, he throws a shield. He's not that exciting. But he's the leader of the team. He's the voice. And, you know, I can respect that. Like, he, he, he's the engine. Do you know what I mean? What keeps the, what keeps the tyres rolling on the car. But I think, oh, God, JWP, you're the three-kick taker in the world. I think football Twitter is coming for you, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's uh, a good job I'm not on Twitter, then, really. Yeah, that's it. true. Yeah, right. Fair enough, they'll come to me then. Um, but I can deal with that. But all right, mate. Just um, just quickly then, right? Because obviously we don't want to talk about football forever because people get irritated with us. But five rogue shouts you would take to the Euros, mate. Define rogue. I know at a minute you can get odds on War Prowse and Connor Cody to be included in the twenty-three man squad at seven to one. And I mean, for me, that's that's buying money. I don't think Connor Cody's a rogue shout, but I yeah. think he's got to get on that plane as one of the centre halves in the squad. Don't 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 say where the mods are because I'm always uh, we're always looking for advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, there's that. There's, 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 uh, can you class Connor Cody as a rogue shout? I, I don't think so. But I think he deserves it. I think he deserves it. I think Wolves this season have been a little bit lacklustre, but they've had their they've had their injuries. Do you know what I mean? And we, you know, we've we've had people like Jimenez, obviously go away and then you've had um, oh I've gone blind uh, I've gone Diego Jota obviously left yeah. but I think I think Cody's a really good addition he brings a good bit of play into it where do you stand on Ollie Watkins then because I mean I, when I, in my university days my younger days Exeter was my little horn and obviously Ollie Watkins came through the academy at Exeter I know loads of Grecians that are really proud of him making his England debut and I think Exeter stand to gain a fair chunk of money as well that, the deal when he played for England. They just Ollie Watkins getting into the squad. I personally think not this time round. He's still young. Um, it's his first season in the Prem and he has been good, but I do think he's been a bit purple patchy, if I'm honest. Um, I think when you look in that position, we've got 
Do you know what I mean? We've got Kane. I think D- DCL, uh, obviously, Kel Lewin deserves to... Oh, DCL. DCL's on the plane. Deserves to be on no, the plane. No, way, no two ways about it. DCL's on the plane. Um, I think then we've obviously got people like Rashford who can play that position. And then we've got people like Foden who could play as a false 10 if the worst thing happens. I just I just think Ollie Watkins is, what, 22? I think yeah, he's not any older than that. He might even be younger. But I think... I think... I think it... I think it would be better for him not to go than it would be to go, if that makes sense. I mean, speaking to an Arsenal fan, Theo Walcott went to the 2006 World Cup when he was, what, 16, 17? Didn't play again. Didn't play a minute. <laughs> um, but, um, I'll tell you what, I'm just, I just had a cheeky look on the side as well. Ollie Watkins, you said like maybe next time around, he's 25. I thought he was ooh. way younger than that. He's 25. A baby-faced sniper. Um, oh, I had a baby face like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting old now, mate. The wrinkles are coming. I'm looking like a Dean Ashton. Um, Dean Ashton, Dean Ashton. To be fair, considering he no longer plays football, that's a bit... But I mean, it's kind of a reflection on your side of the field, you know? <laughs> I have no idea. Anyone who's listening, I am absolutely quality. Neymar skills with Mbappe pace, with the tackling of Sergio Ramos... And the uh, and the uh, and the vision of um, oof um, like Robert Hoof maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm very actually I'm very excited let's quickly actually um actually no, we've still got five more so obviously you, you said Ollie Watkins and uh, was it JWP you said J- I mean JWP for me is on the plane call it rogue I, th- I don't think it's too rogue because I mean how many good holding midfielders have we actually got. Henderson, Rice, both good players. You've got to be looking at having at least three holding midfielders in the squad. And I can't think really at the minute of anyone better than War Prowse for that third slot. How about Calvin Phillips? Oh, a good player. I watched him play last night. And I think, obviously, he missed a chunk of the season through injury. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Southgate showed a lot of faith in the lad, calling him up when he was still a championship player. Personally, I think War Prowse gives you more in his game, he offers more than Calvin Phillips does. I think if you're going to have a player that sits there and does a defensive job and knocks the ball around, Declan Morris will do that for you. I think Jordan Henderson's obviously your captain and your leader um, in the middle of the park there. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Wall Prowse will give you that option in a set piece, which Phillips doesn't. So, I mean, obviously I'm going to be a bit one-sided there as a saint, but for me, Wall Prowse over Calvin Phillips. Alright mate, let's, let, let's, let's whack the next two in there then. I'll throw some names at you, we'll do it as a joint. I I am going to say it as an Arsenal fan, obviously, but I think Saka 100% should be on this plane. Yeah, I agree, I agree. I don't think that's even rogue, I think there's a lot of people in the country that agree with you. But You've watched him more than I have this season, I've got my thoughts on Saka, but I mean, as an Arsenal fan, you're a better place than me to tell us why he should be on the plane. Do you know what, mate? It's, it's not even... Don't get me wrong. If someone would have said to him, go to the under-21s, I would have still think that would have been good for him. But I think his versatility is honestly second and none. This season and last season, we've seen him now play left-back, right-back, right-wing-back, left-wing-back, centre-mid, right-wing, left-wing, and he's even played the 10 role. I think that is such a handy tool. He's literally a Swiss army knife. Like, he, he, I think his pace, his unpredictability... I think his assist is honestly like some, he's the only reason Arsenal honestly look attacking after time. So I think 
I think he deserves to be honest, have the seat, if I'm honest, mate, with a nice little cocktail by his side. There we go, sorry. Oh, I can feel you now. I was just, just messing you saying I've lost you, frozen out of nowhere. I was like, that was going so well as well. <laughs> we was on a roll then. That, it's alright, I'll have to cut that out, I'm guessing. Yeah, definitely. Where, um, whereabouts did you um, whereabouts did you go up to? I heard you talking about, we was obviously talking about Saka. I heard you say something about how versatile he is, and then my thing just froze. So, pretty much right, because I, I did think it was a good joke, and I, I didn't get a laugh, but I felt really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, I can see a screen. Do you know what? Mate? Um, I said he was like a Swiss Army knife, and I went, not the sort of Swiss what is granite jacker. Um, but um, I think he... <laughs> granite jacker, granite jacker, just. But, um, By the way, whilst we're on the topic of granite jacker, nothing has ever been released on the internet that was more embarrassing than that Arsenal fan going granite jacker, <laughs> granite jacker, score a goal, get out of it. Do you know what, mate? I actually think it was a lovely song, just in case we ever get him on to sing it. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I made all my points. So, so the audience heard it. You've heard my points before. So. I think we'll go one more, and I'm going to say my rogue shout should be. Oh, that's a that's a tricky. Do you know what, mate? I'll it, be honest. It's one I'll go for. Right? So, where do you stand on this one? It's not a rogue shout for who should be in, but who should be out. Because for me, even as a Saints fan, unfortunately, Danny Ings is nowhere near that plane. Like he's not even got through airport security. It's just this season he's not even not even in with a shout. Well, you know it pains me to say this because Danny Ings is actually a very good friend of mine. Apparently, you taught him everything he knows, <laughs> or so the story goes. I'm going to well, help you for that. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell the story I'll tell the story to the listeners because uh, because it's just you can see where our friendship blossomed. Um, so back in the day, I used to be a manager in a retail store, and. Uh, you know, Danny Ings came in. He said to me, "You look like a, a fit lad," and I went, "Well, actually, Danny, I'm at that season. I was actually top scorer for our team." Sorry, Sorry. did he come in to buy clothes or pull you? I, I don't know where we're going. Yeah, with this, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, at the time, I was top scorer in the in the five in the five side. Things have definitely changed now, um, but um, pretty much, mate. It was just as he was joining Southampton, and I said to him, I know you've had a lot of injury crisis and everything like that, mate, but um, well, I'll show you a little technique. You just want to use this part of your foot, and I showed him the little side foot. I went, you just want to curl it into the corners. I'm just saying, after we had that conversation, he came in a couple more times. After we had that conversation, he banged like 20 goals the next season. And See, my theory on that is, he was always going to bang 20 goals. <laughs> And you've just got in his head. So this season, he's fought back to what you've said, and now he's playing like you do at five side. I think, realistically, actually, we've just not been in contact for a while now, and he's just he just needs a re-jog of his memory. But, um, do, if that was the case, do it quickly, because we need all the goals we can get for the back end of the season. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, me and Danny Ings, obviously, are best friends. I'm not, I'm not too sure if Danny Ings knows about it, but... Um, but here, remember, here, remember that that guy in that shop. He was he was on crutches. That's how good I was of a mental teacher. Mentally, I taught him well on crutches. But um, 
Right, mate. Coach. Co- yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely true story anyway. Um, anyway, mate, I talk about stories. I thought we should talk about, I don't know if you've seen it in the news, if not, I will enlighten you. Have you seen about the docking, the cargo ship, sorry, in Canez? Or Canez? I've seen something about, that's in the Suez Canal, isn't it, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about all I've seen, I must admit. I've seen a headline, and I've not read it. Right, so all I've heard from it, apparently, is it's blocking everything what's coming that way. So I hear that Jose Mourinho is linked for 25 mil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um... No, so pretty much the the ship from what I've seen, and I'll be totally honest. If any listeners think uh, say I'm wrong, here, I'll be honest. I get all my knowledge from Twitter, but the ship looked like it did. Uh, how can I say this in a polite way? Um, did a phallus shaped travel stamp with lines, and then it got stuck sideways in the canal. Is this a bit like? I don't know what the backstory is. Is somebody hijacked it or something? I don't. I think the captain just had a couple too many uh, strawberry copperbergs, if I'm honest. I mean, was it deliberate? Because, you know, like, you get those people that go out for a jog and it tracks where they've been and they jog around in, like, a big smiley face or something on the map. That's what I think. I think he's trying to pull a fast one like that, or is there, I don't there's got to be more to this story. I think he's been odds done. <laughs> I think he's been odds on. I think simple in the waves of the Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah, I think one of his one of his like uh, sail mates have gone odds on. You do a, a dick shaped map um, in the canal, and he's been done on the number forty seven, and he's now just cost about four hundred million worth, like pounds worth of stock being late to uh, different countries. Because you imagine, like, the knock-on effect that's going to have in those countries. It's, it's bad enough, right? So it's bad enough waiting for things to be shipped in as it is. I, I don't know if you've um, you've seen too much of it, but I, I collect the um, the Marvel movie figurines from a company called Eagle Box. Really lovely little collection. I've been waiting about four months to get behind <laughs> on schedule after everything has gone on. This is just going to make things worse. I hope it's not that boat. That's what it is, mate. That's what happened. Your Marvel figurines are on that boat. It's too many captains drawing patterns in the sea. <laughs> if they just stopped playing odds on. <laughs> only oh, actually, um, go on, go on. I need to find out more about this story because there's got to be a reason behind it. If anyone knows, obviously, do do send us a, send us a message or email us. I think on the uh, YouTube channel, I have linked an email address on there. So if you do have any any questions or any anything you want to talk about, obviously just email us it and we will get back to it. But um, oh, I've just seen a photo that that is tragic, isn't it? It's, it's stuck up diagonally on it. And yeah, it's kind of a nightmare there, aren't they, Mike? Definitely, if people do obviously send us topics to talk about to the email address, we obviously will speak about it next week. Yeah, obviously, if it is not boring. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've just seen how they're trying to free it, because it's kind of like run aground, doesn't it? So they're trying to get a digger on one end <laughs> to excavate it at a bow. At the same time, they've got tugboats trying to pull and push the ship free as well, and just that's, that's sort of kind of like one of the theories. And then they've just had a shocker, haven't they? Do you know what, mate? Actually, talking about having a shocker and odds on, obviously, we can obviously cut this out, 
if if it's a bit much. But I think we should talk about the night we all, as a lad, all went to the pub. And reminisce, and, reminisce, and the game odds on was in full flow. You know, yeah, I remember we'd, we, we'd had a couple, hadn't we? I think it was a weekend and we, we'd all let our hair down. And we, we were just calling calling numbers out at random and, and telling each other that we had to do pretty daft things, if I remember. Harmless, of course, but, but just we had a bit of a laugh, didn't we? So, so, just so the people obviously know, I think we should tell a story about the shoe. <laughs> um... <laughs> Still ate. My foot still ate. <laughs> so we lived what, about what fifty minutes walk. Our yeah, walk? comfortably. Our comfortably, comfortably, yeah. Up I mean, it was fifty minutes when we were sober. <laughs> <laughs> it was about three hours when we were. So I think. So pretty much, guys, what happened on the night? Let's picture the scene. It was a dark, scary night. Um, we had gone to the pub. Had a couple. Uh, obviously, you know, being mature, nothing like that, just playing a little drinking game. And one of our mates turned around at first and odds on uh, one of us that we walked home instead of getting an Uber. Uh, if you don't know the name God's odds on, you give you give a number between 1 and 50. If you both get it right, you do the odds. And unfortunately, that came true. Uh, and we had to walk. Long our walk wasn't it? We looked at a bus longingly as it <laughs> left the stop. And we were like... <laughs> been on that but now we're walking that was the last bus and it was cold all I remember was it was so cold Baltic and anyway so later on down the light I have odds on Michael to walk the rest of the rest of the way home <laughs> with one shoe on and I'll be honest with you guys he was wearing some Timberland sort of shoes at the time so it had quite a bit of inches on the bottom and we was walking past the bridge, and um, yeah, we odds on it. And I said, Mike, if we do this, you have to throw your uh, throw your shoe into the water. And uh, Mike, what happened, mate? I went hard, didn't I? I thought there's no chance this is happening. I'm going forty sevens or something out of fifty. I went, I went big. I thought I'll leave a little bit of room to <laughs> manoeuvre so it keeps it entertaining. And I, and I had a shocker. It's about the best <laughs> way to explain it. <laughs> so the proudest moment. I so the proudest moment of my life was I got my number right, and all I see for the next fifty hours like, of walking because it was honestly that long was Michael going up to about six foot four because this is how tall he is on one side when he stepped with his left foot <laughs> back down to five foot six. <laughs> When he didn't have it on his right foot. Oh, it was tragic, and, wasn't it? I uh, went from, like, Peter Crouch to Raheem Sterling <laughs> to the upset. It was just, oh, it was all over the shop. And all I remember, all I remember was we were just laughing because by the time you got home, there was no bottom of your sock. The fabric had just disintegrated. Oh, it was, it was a shocker, wasn't it? It wasn't... It wasn't oh. one of my finest walk home, let's put it that way. Oh, but, uh, I'm a man of my word, what can I say? Oh, God. So, actually, mate, man of your... Man, talk about man of, um, man of their words. Do you believe this will be the last lockdown? The question everyone, everyone is undecided on. <sighs> Who 
who's to know? Am I qualified to give an answer? Probably not. Are the, are the people that are making the decisions qualified to make the decisions? <laughs> Probably not. You, know, you, you can make your own <laughs> mind up on that one. I think it speaks for itself. Um, uh, you know, they're on about this sort of third wave in Europe, and they, of course, it is. Now, the, the biggest thing to remember is loads of people have lost their lives. It's, it's caused so much damage across the world, and obviously, you, you always think of the families of those that have lost loved ones. Um, do we need another lockdown? The science, I guess, will say yes or no. Do we want another lockdown? Definitely not. If we can avoid it, um, you know, we, we've got this roadmap now to get out of lockdown. Hopefully, we can stick to it because I don't know about you, but that's one of the things that's keeping me going at the minute. Is just that light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it's taken away. Um, is it going to stay that way? We we just got to wait and see, haven't we? I don't think if you said three years ago, how do you think the next three years are going to go? That anyone would have said what's happened is would have happened. Um, I think the problem is, mate, is. Political views are point across. I'm not ever going to say what we voted or anything. Cause but I, I just think I wouldn't trust Boris Johnson packing my bags in Asda, let alone getting this, getting this whole COVID situation right. Oh, I it's just, I mean... He looks like the sort of Donny. He's very marmite, to say the least. You know, he's, he's, he's obviously... I feel for the bloke. Whether, whether you vote for Boris or whether you don't, I mean, he's... He's been elected into a position thinking he's going to deal with, uh, he had Brexit on the table to deal with, and it's, it's never going to be an easy job. And then suddenly he gets, boom, deal with this. I think and, and I don't think he could have prepped anyone for that, so I feel for the fella. But obviously, you know, there's, there's different opinions in there about how successful we've been in dealing with it. And I think, I think the problem is, mate, is realistically, <laughs> Boris is that guy who had yoghurt on his school jumper. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, talking about kids that had yogurt on their school jumper, and she'll be the first to tell you, my other half still, to this day, calls me out because I used to throw fruits at her in school. Uh, <laughs> and that's a genuine story. Talking about yogurt on his jumper, yeah, that, that was one of those, and we're engaged now, and I've been for the best part of four years. Maybe won't be now, I'll bore this story to light, but, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, once again, we won't go on about COVID, because... Not, you know, people that are sick and tired of tying it. But actually, one thing I will say, obviously, what we are called the nonsense natter, but one thing what isn't nonsense is we should definitely, obviously, big up the NHS. And people should, obviously, if there are charities or if there is any way you can support the NHS in any way, obviously, do so. Because it's the only thing what this country is actually standing on at the moment. And I mean... Above and beyond that as well, obviously recognise that they've done a fantastic job. But you say about, yeah, it's nonsense now, but there's time for real talk. And, and real talk is, if you're struggling, if you have mental issues, mental health issues that are uh, making your life something that is not very nice at the minute, then then talk to somebody about it. Don't keep it bottled up. You know, have a chat to your mate, have a chat to your, your partner, have a chat to your family, get it off your chest and... You know, talk about it. We've all been there. Like we, I think we'd be the first to admit we, we've had conversations with each other, haven't we? Saying, oh, "100%, well, we're struggling. We're really struggling." I mean, it's just can't see a, a light at the end. Can't see getting out of this lockdown. Like, what have we got to look forward to? And, and I think, yeah, we, we've had those conversations and helped each other out. And people will. But I, I don't feel that people should be scared that people are judging. 
No, yeah. And I don't think you wish your fingers to sign a weakness. Have a conversation and, and, you know, get through it together. And do you know what, mate? I think it's, it's very, actually, um, it's very important. Like, like I said, the name of our content is sometimes who someone's feeling down. A bit of a bit of nonsense and a bit of a bit of a natter can honestly you don't un- understand how much it can actually. Do you know what I mean? It can change someone's perspective so much and change how someone's feeling. I think. Oh, one hundred percent. I think obviously, if anyone is feeling like that, obviously, please look up the uh, look up the calls. Obviously, if we do put this up on uh, YouTube and stuff, obviously we will put up, up uh, the phone lines and stuff. You can call if you do need help. That's obviously really important. Um, Right, to be honest with you, we've got to move on from that because that is a dreary thing and we're not here, we're here to make people laugh, obviously. Yeah, I mean, so speaking of like men of their word, I was reading earlier that Fernando Alonso himself going to the world of Formula One has, has come out with a big conversation about how he doesn't see the Alpine car, the new Alpine car being fast. I mean, that's a big statement to come out with, isn't it? To, to say your own team, your own car isn't as quick as you thought. They've struggled so far in pre-season testing, in you know, the first practice is all I've seen so far, the results in the first practice, going ahead of the Bahrain Grand Prix. Alonso, the veteran coming back, says the car's not quick. Are they going to struggle this year? Or is he such a veteran that he's telling everyone it's not going fast and then coming up to qualify and they absolutely blitz it? I mean, from what I've seen, they've had a better Q, uh, sorry, not Q, they've had a better P2 than they have P1. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know. He, he, he's on record saying he thinks the Alpine car could struggle to get into Q3 this year, could struggle to get in top 10 places on the grid. Yeah. If he's if he's being honest there, and Alonso's got a reputation of being honest, now I know he's one of your favourite drivers in the history of the, uh, the history of the sport, you worry for him. If they're not getting the results in the factory or from the factory onto the track, what's happening? What's gone wrong? My computer is going mental, by the way. Um, Um, I do apologise if anyone's listening. Um, I think that this year's season, I'll be totally honest, I think it is like a pre-tournament, if I'm honest, mate. Obviously, oh my God, I'm going to throw this computer... Into the ocean, mate. I live, I live, I live about a yard's throw from the water. I'm going to dart it. It's going to end up in Portsmouth by the end of this. I think we just take that sound and make it a sound of like yeah. a little yeah, yeah, make it, make it Every single time there's a new little thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying, mate? Um, I personally think this season's going to go down as a kind of like a pre-tournament, if I'm honest, mate. Yeah, obviously it's important. People can still win a championship, but realistically, we're all very excited for 2022 when it comes an open play field again. We all know Mercedes is going to win again. If not, it's going to be like Max Verstappen. But realistically, they've changed all the downforce changes. We've kind of got around it again. It's going to be the same. The the more interesting races is going to be the midfield thing. Uh, Be honest, I'm excited for it, but I think realistically... All these drivers have signed contracts for 2022. I honestly don't think they care. I think Verstappen looks quick. Verstappen looks really quick. I, I think if you threw that at Red Bull and said, Red Bull, 2021 is your year that you could win the Constructors' Championship and Max could be world champion, I mean, they're going to be giving it their all. As much as it's a bit of a, a, bit of a COVID write-off and, and there's still teams that are just trying to survive, like the Hartes at the bottom of the grid, I mean, you offer that title to Christian Horner, he's taking it. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, it's a, it's it's a weird one, actually. Oh, actually, weirdly, talking about uh, talking about sport and all that jazz. Are you excited for the Olympics this year? Oh, I forgot that was going to take place. Maybe that's my answer. Um, I love watching the Olympics when it comes around. I mean, it's it's one of those weird things like a Euros or a World Cup where I'll sit there and like. No matter how boring the event, I find myself watching it. Except yeah. for the dressage. I cannot be dealing with watching the dressage. <laughs> it's, it's just a dancing horse, isn't it? I mean, do not you, for me, personally. Do you know what I think? What I love about it is men and women, man, these people are top athletes. They are, honestly, specimens, some of them, on man. They are crazy. And um, My favourite thing is, and everyone who's listening, and me and you, and everyone knows this feeling, You'll be sat there with your with your tea and your biscuit, right? Watching with your mum, right? Or your, or your girlfriend or something like that. And right, if they're allowed to, if, if, if we're allowed to deal with COVID, yeah. <laughs> watching um, over Zoom. If not, you're sat there lonely talking to your imaginary friend. Um, but you're watching the old diving, and um, you're like, ah, nah. That's a six point five. That dive, like oh, you. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> look at that entry. Look at that entry. Splashes everywhere. You know full well that either a you be on that board and bottle it. You're like, yeah. Do you know what? You're it, doing a cannonball. Like, there's no in between, is there? You're going. You're going to your mum. You're going. Oh, Deirdre, Deirdre. I reckon he's not tried a very difficult, uh, difficult routine on that one. Um, also, the splash. If you look, he's actually ended on a seven. 70 degree vertical angle, not 100%. So, yeah, I'd say that's a 6.5 for the Brazilian diver. You haven't got a clue. Well, we don't understand the scoring, do we? We're sitting there and we're calling out these numbers. Like, yeah, that's, that's about six and a half out of ten. And then the judge will hold up like an 8.4 and you're like, where's this come from? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I'll, I'll be honest, mate. Anyone who does diving actually... Have no fear, mate. Because I'm not going to lie, I I drown when I drink a glass of water. That's that's like <laughs> I am I am that that I, I'm I'm okay at swimming. But to be totally honest with you, um, if someone told me to jump off a 30 foot diving board, I would most probably pass out. Yeah, I mean, it's got a unique distinction of being the only other sport that Neymar could win something in. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think we're getting on to like our uh, last topics now, mate. So I think we should just have some little little personal chat. Maybe maybe give some advice um, in some things. I saw a very interesting thing actually on um, on Instagram. Actually, someone put um, controversial opinions and stuff like that. Obviously, we won't get into anything too deep, but someone said that their boyfriend would uh-huh. always lock their phone and wouldn't let their girlfriend on their phone. Yeah. She said she's suspicious, but she doesn't want to go through the phone because she wants to trust him, but it's a little bit dodge. What would be your advice to this bird? I think there's, there's always got to be a level of trust, and that it all comes back to that word. And I think, you know, it, it depends on what their situation is. I don't know what the past is. I don't know if there's been like incidents where one of the parties has lost trust with the other or anything. But I think there's definitely a thing with, you know, can you trust the person? 
I don't know from my point of view that I, I wouldn't be in that position because yeah. I don't feel like there, there should be the need to keep secrets between you and a partner. But that's that's very different for everyone, isn't it? I think I think what's, I think what's really important is obviously wear latex gloves so they can't see the fingerprints on the phone. You know, if they're asleep, <laughs> use the face use the face ID. Do you know what I mean? It's so easy to get to now. And yeah, stalk his phone. That's what I'd say. Stalk his phone. If he ain't got something to hide, then the only thing is, if it is an engagement ring or something like that, you are going to be utterly disappointed when you find out. But then that's the, that's the risk you take. He could just actually be an amazing boyfriend, but at the same time, he could be DMing some other bird. So but then you've also got the issue, haven't you, of, of <laughs> where do you stand if you go and check the phone and then, you know, it's completely innocent on his behalf. And, you know, there's a whole argument there about why you haven't trusted the guy. And if there's deeper issues, then it's probably something that's best. To talk I about. would say I was checking Google Maps um, to find out where the local McDonald's was. That's, where, that's what I would say. I mean, if you've ever seen a little situation where it's like angel on one shoulder, demon on the other. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think if you just uh, turn around to one of them and say, oh, I was just, I've lost my phone. I went on your phone to find my device. They can't be angry. Why are you on my phone? I think that's very. I think. I think I've given everyone a brilliant tip there. And yeah, but then you maybe lied to your partner, and I mean. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's a different question, um, and that's that's what we deal with after when we give the bad advice. <laughs> I think the biggest key is like, don't take the advice. <laughs> just we're just nonsense. Do we just do we just natter some nonsense about it? Yeah, um, or obviously if there's nothing on his phone, just make sure he's not sending any birds uh, messages by pigeon. I think that's a that's an important thing because... You used to know a guy who raced pigeons. That's very interesting. Saved my primary school. Saved my primary school once. Sent a racing pigeon to the school. The school adopted a pigeon. It got into the local paper and they didn't close the school down as a result. How do you feel that your school was actually being listened to by the government as pigeons are actually robots? Uh built by the government to spy on society. Michael has just had his dog jump up on him and I will fill in while he gets back. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, apologies. You know, you've got a dog and she's looking at you going, what do you want? Just talk to me. And they're like, nah, you're all right. I could, but I'm not going to. Um, What I said, mate, was how do you feel that your school was being spied on by the government as pigeons are actually, uh, are actually robotic and are they there to spy on society I think I'll take the hit because I quite enjoy being at that school (laughs) even though you had killing robot pigeons I mean I don't remember them killing anyone have you ever seen a baby pigeon be honest have I ever seen one I've seen an egg no but that's different have you ever seen a baby pigeon Oh, I don't know if I have. There we go. Do you know why? Because they're made and built like adults, mate, in the factory. But then what would the motivation <laughs> be? What would the motivation be for that readily built robot pigeon to just kind of poo over every surface it possibly can? Maybe it's targeting people. Bang. Target my, target's my car often enough. I'll tell you that. <laughs> in a bloody thing. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, anyone listening, just letting you all know, obviously pigeons are robots. Um, and yeah, if you are around one, don't speak about any government stuff um, because they will go back to uh, HR and um, grass. I could ask my mate, I 
could ask my mate who bred the racing pigeons. Has he ever seen a bird? If he if he breeds pigeons and he's not seen a baby pigeon, you know he's 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 MI six. To be fair, he's been dead since about two thousand and six as well, so I'm not getting very far with that one. Also, yeah, how are you asking him? <laughs> Go into the motherboard. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I think we should wrap that up for our first podcast. I think I think we did okay. We had a couple of Windows notifications, and um, and obviously we've had dogs attack us. And do you know what I mean? We, I'll be honest, guys. We we kind of loosely went up. We loosely didn't have a script at all. If I'm honest, we had bullet points. Who needs a script? Who needs it? But we will put this on... Where are we putting it on, Michael? Where are we going to put it on? Uh, probably when we get the old uh, go-ahead. It'll be on Anchor. It'll be on Spotify. It'll be on all good podcast places. Google Podcasts. Um, it, Apple, 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 Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'll be good. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you next week, I think. Well, do you know what I mean? First video, mate, and then we conquer the world. And then... Unless and we then, get stopped by an army of robot pigeons. Unless, unless. But, I mean, if anyone wants to listen to this and wants to advertise it, so we are equipped to defend against the robot pigeons, that would be <laughs> amazing. Um, we will put it up onto the YouTube channel once again. We will link every single link. Um, but we will be back, I'm guessing, same time next week. I'd so. If not, we might do a little. We might do some little short snippets and all that jazz. But anyway, guys, it depends if all of us get absolutely cropped at five aside on Monday. Yeah, wish us luck, guys. It's our first game back. Um, we've been moved up to the second highest league, and we are shit. So uh. <laughs> I, I don't even know if it's that. I think, I think we're just massively unfit. <laughs> I get puffed out walking up the stairs at the minute. Yeah, I literally I opened a can of coke the other day, and I honestly was tired for about an hour. Um, oh, I've done 10,000 steps for the first time in a few weeks and my legs felt they were going to fall off. <laughs> I know I'm going to kick a ball, let alone run after one. Right. Anyway, man. So this has been your man, Tyler. This has and been... Mike. And this was nonsense. Oh, my God. I've messed up the last cue. I've done That's so well. Stronger. You know, you're like, oh, we've had a really good first episode. And you can't I've done so well. Oh, uh, guys. It's been your boys, Mike Tyler, and this has been Nonsolent Natter. Catch you in a bit. Take care.